feel the heat of the game. The crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last minute heartache. And the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on boiler servicing and maintenance, visit opc-ltd.uk. We're conceding too many goals for our leg and we, we know that they'll be better and we will be better. It's already me saying that, the actions speak louder than words, I get that. So it's it's a question of turning things around on the pitch as quickly as possible. Slightly frustrated we never got the qualification done. But look, we're playing against top players and a top team. Where we're at as a team to compete with Benfica over two games is a big positive. The Goal Radio Football Show. With Paul Kinney, Barry Ferguson, Cy Ferry and Rob McLean. With OPC Energy Limited, the renewable energy specialists. Call 0808 17 17 700. Let's go! Good evening and welcome. The next two hours will be red hot. Your call's coming in already. 0808 17 17 700. What is happening at Celtic? There's been a media conference in the last half hour and we're going to hear from Neil Lennon speaking about what's been happening in the last 24 hours because Rob McLean, it has been dramatic with Celtic losing so comprehensively. 4-1-8-2 when you put two together against Sparta Prague. Yeah, they, they look like a team in disarray, you would have to say. Um... You know, some of the, some of the defending uh, was embarrassing last night, and of course the comparisons are made with what's happening uh, at Rangers at the moment. Uh, they were within 15 minutes again of beating Benfica, who are a Champions League team. Steven Gerrard got it right; uh, they are Champions League quality. Uh, Rangers have taken two points against them. It could have been six. That's the quality that the Celtic fans are comparing their team with. They're not happy, Sai. You can imagine after last night uh, the performance. What was it all about? Just grim talk day, Paul, wasn't it? I mean, it's a yep. similar story uh, throughout the season. Decent in spells. You know, I think the second half they played okay. Without really creating any clear-cut chances, okay, Edwards won maybe. But defensively, as Rob said, off the ball. Not just in defence, all over the pitch. Celtic are miles off it. They're all over the place. You know, they're two yards off people. They don't press well. And I've said on here before, in modern-day football now, if you aren't good off the ball, you'll lose more games than you'll win. And that's what's happening with Celtic, and it's why they've only won two games in nine. Barry, I don't think you could have predicted what would happen with Celtic last night. Rangers 2-2, good result. We'll talk about it in a second or two, but what about Celtic losing so heavily? Yeah, I, I, watching the game last night, it just looked disjointed to me. Yeah. Um, the manager, it looks that he's trying to get different personnel into the team. Um, Julian's come back in after two months out, um, but the goals that they're losing, Paul, are, are criminal. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll be... You'll be absolute raging at it. Um, certainly the, the second goal where a lot of people are, are pinpointing Julian for making the mistake. I think Ayer has mm. got to deal with it first. That, that's the first phase. He's let it come across his, the front of him and let it come across um, Bain and, and Julian. But Ayer's got to deal with it But um, even the quickly. crossbar, it, and that's what happens all over the pitch, yep. they didn't get to the cross quick enough. They're happy to just stand two yards off people and if you do that against good players, they'll mm. hurt you. I actually thought at times going forward Celtic were okay yeah. last night. It's just defensively, they're, they're really all over the place and it's got to be a real, real concern for the manager. Loads to talk about about Celtic. What about Rangers from everyone last night? Uh, two up, it was, it was Groundhog Day, but in a good way, 2-2 two, two against uh, Benfica, you'd take it? Yeah, well... <laughs> but no, you wouldn't. After <laughs> being two goals up again, um, I think the manager will be more frustrated yeah. rather than disappointed. Look, you've got to be respectful of 
I'll be honest with you, Benfica have got a lot of good players. I think they spent over 100 million euros at the start of the season, so you're coming up against real quality. But I thought, again, Rangers showed real good quality. They played a bit differently than what they would do domestically. Um, they sat off them a wee bit, but that's the plan in Europe when you come up against uh, the better teams. But overall, I think the manager summed it up right. You get two points off a top team you've got to be happy with that Sam, but, Rangers, but, yeah. Yeah, Rangers are like Paul Cooney on, their hold, on his holiday what's that a well oiled machine oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, really have you seen those photographs as well yeah <laughs> really impressive undefeated again yeah. we mentioned <laughs> off the ball what you <laughs> want to say you love Xavi quotes <laughs> it I mean we're talking about off the ball I'd, yeah. you look at the difference between the two teams and Rangers the hunting packs you know in the danger areas in their own half defensively Rangers Press the ball in three and fours. You look at Celtic, it's one and twos that go out and they get the ball played around them. Rangers just now, they work so well as a team. And again, we've spoken about it on here before. We're not just talking about the back line, the midfield. I think the front three last night in terms of their work rate, Roof, yeah. Kent and, and Morelos, it sets a standard for the rest of the team. When you see your, your front three working like that, you think they're the guys that are our talented players. If they're doing that, then we need to put in even more a shift. And it just filters through the team and Rangers have got that just now. So uh, why have Celtic not got it? For me, the, the front players didn't press well enough. Mm. Uh, and I'm going to say something now Celtic for me in top games need to get rid of that number 10 position it do, they do not affect the game in Europe tell me a performance in Europe where the number 10's done anything on the ball or off the ball last night for me and Cham done nothing for the first half it was it was pointless having them there and what Spartak was it Sparta Prague yep. what they were able to do was play out because Edward's not a centre forward that chases people down. No. So one centre one centre half steps into the game. And then I feel sorry for the midfielders because that's why they're in half and half positions all the time. Do I go to the centre back or do I stay with my man? You end up in between and they end up popping the ball around you. Again, El Yunusi for me doesn't press well enough. The ball goes out to Rangers opposition opposition's full back, Kent's out to him quick. Roof's out to him quick. El Yunusi's always two or three yards and he's out there on his own. They play around him and then they end up on overloads in midfield. And that's why Celtic can't get a grip of games. European European football can make you or break you, uh, and it's been a killer for Celtic. Those those two four one games against Sparta Prague, um, it's, it's it's it confirms that they're in a really bad place at the moment. But what European football's done for Rangers, it, it's building their reputation out with these shores because it's one thing dominating as they've done so far domestically leading the Premiership it's something else uh, showing what you can do against some of the better teams some of the best teams in Europe uh, and Stephen Gerrard afterwards was absolutely right last night this is the Europa League but Benfica for the last 10 seasons have been Champions League they're, they've, they're the most decorated team in Portugal you know they, they are a top European side so for Rangers to come twice within 15 minutes of beating them is an immense performance and you would have to look towards Rangers now they they will qualify sooner or later they will qualify yeah. for the knockout stages they could go as Sai exclusively predicted yeah. earlier on yeah. uh, in the season they could go really deep into this tournament it wouldn't surprise me it's definitely this Europa League campaign's definitely enhanced their reputation there's no doubt about it um, I've been really impressed the way he goes about it and they do slightly play a different way in Europe and that comes down to a lot of hard work on the training ground. Mm. They're really a well-coached, well-drilled team now, Rangers. Um, and as Sai just mentioned there, I've got to pinpoint one player last night who I've been a bit critical over the last couple of months. I thought Morelos was, was mm. different class last yeah. night. It's the best I've seen him. His all-round play, um, in terms of his hold-up play, his link-up play was really good, but his work rate off the ball was exceptional as well uh, was Roof and, and Kent and yep. that's where it starts defensively it starts an attack and if you don't get them three working then you've got a problem so 
Fair, Fair play to them last night. The, the word I would use about about Morelos last night was mature. And mm. now, now that's not a word that you would <laughs> generally link with his name. But he is finding maturity. He is growing as a player. He's really developing. He's still only twenty four. Uh, goodness knows how much longer he's going to be with Rangers but you can see the development you can see that he's listening to what he's being told um, and, he, and he he was a team player last night yeah he, listen he's he's always been marked on how many goals he's scored but I'm seeing a different side mm. of his game now and it's clearly there's been a lot of talk with him there's been a lot of work on the training ground and he does a hell of a lot of work for the team and that's the thing that's impressing me and do you know what in time the goals will come because um, he's, he's shown a different side of his game that I've been really impressed with and he nearly got his goal last night the keeper made a good save and he tipped <laughs> it onto the bar but overall I've got to be honest with you Rangers I've got to be really happy with the two points because as Rob said Benfica are a Champions League team I think he works better with Ruffner as well mm-hmm. because you know when a Rebo or an Arfield plays there and Morelos likes to spin in the channels he likes to drift wide at times and when he does that Ruff then comes into the centre of the pitch and I think he's more a natural nine than an Arfield and a Rebo playing there and I think that helps Morelos you see Ruff with his goal uh, Morelos spins wide Ruff takes a centre forward position he ends up with the ball turns and finishes so I think Ruff in terms of his, his, um, his knowledge of playing at nine mm as Morelos has he, he kind of understands Morelos' movements that he's making and he, he kind of reacts to that and I think the, the two of them work really well together Great analysis of both teams it has to be the Go Radio football show with OPC Energy Limited Barry Ferguson Cy Ferry Rob McLean and me Paul Cooney taking your calls 0808 17 17 700 and there'll be loads tonight text your message Go plus your message to 87474 and we're on the socials at Go Football Show and the podcast going up and up heading towards the 200,000 marks oh, so it's thank way you beyond, oh, it's oh, way yeah. beyond that yep. it's beyond that headed it? for a quarter of a million is it? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. oh fantastic yeah. yeah. well done that's exclusive from yeah. Rob yeah. so in the last half hour there's been a media conference uh, we'll hear from Stephen Gerrard shortly he had one this morning in fact this morning it was Gary McAllister and Jermaine Defoe but Neil Lennon he had a, a meeting on Zoom earlier today with Peter Lowell the chief executive and Dermot Desmond the majority shareholder of Celtic um, we're going to hear from Neil Lennon now what about the board support which is what he's speaking about first of all I speak to Dermot you know maybe twice a week so I spoke to the, the two of them today on a Zoom call this morning and um, we're trying to find solutions to what we can do better you know not just with the first team, but all around the club. And, uh, you know, it was a very productive conversation and um, I have their full support. And what about uh, the players after last night? You know, just some aspects of the game are lacking. A little bit of confidence, but, you know, it's not nothing terminal here. We had a long chat after the game and uh, I've had a long chat with, you know, Peter and Dermot Desmond today and we're totally united, we're totally together and we're totally determined that, you know, we'll get make this into a good season. But Si, the fans are not together. I know social media can accentuate things, but Celtic fans, many of them worried. What's going to happen now? Can I just say, me and Barry also had a, a Zoom call this morning. It's just good to see him his clothes on again. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Celtic fans, I think the majority on Twitter that I see anyway want Neil Lennon out. But I had a look back, you know, has this team, under, has it been under decline before, Brendan, uh, before Neil Lennon came in? I looked at Brendan Rodgers' results last year. They drew away to St Man, they got beat away to Kilmarnock and they got beat for Neil Lennon's Hibs team before Brendan Rodgers left. So is it the manager or are these players struggling to get results? You know, it's been a long, what is it, four, maybe three or four years that this group of players have been together. Um, Scott Brown 35 you know a mainstay in that team we know how important he is everyone knows he's not been the same player this year is, is it needing freshened up in terms of players as well you know it's, it's all very well criticising a, a manager but 
a top manager they had last year and they were still getting these results so that tells you the problem's deeper than just the manager for me there's a time for everything in the 10th season maybe there's been that ex- everyone's talking about it for so long Rangers found it in the late 90s it became just a step too far Barry maybe it's time you do get the feeling the pendulum's swinging now to Rangers yeah look Neil Lennon knows the, the pressures he, he's under to get results there's no doubt about it um, look you can see the pressure is affecting uh, not just Neil Lennon but it's affecting the players because of the results it's plain and simple you, they're not the same animal they were after the winter break last season now if you look at that team it's the vast majority of the ones that, that won the league mm. and came and, and trampled over the top of every single team um, it came up against them um, after the winter break mm. so he knows now I, I've had a look back he's got a great run of games coming up now mm-hmm. yeah. he's got winnable games at and he knows mainly. from yeah. now mm-hmm. until the old firm game he needs to win all their games that's the pressure he'll be putting on himself and it's the pressure he'll be putting on the players and listen he, he mentioned a good thing sometimes it always falls on the manager and rightly yeah. so the manager is the, the leader of the pack but come on at times players have got to take responsibility mm. it's not just all on the manager there's no pace in the team either you know going forward you look at the, the, the front four of Christie and Cham El Yunusi and Edward there's no pace mm. on the wide I think Neil Lennon's Big thing in football is can we get the ball wide and get the ball in the box? But if you've not got quick players out wide, then it's a struggle to do that. What ends up happening is Christy and El Unity come inside the pitch. Everything's to feet. They're very predictable. And I think we've mentioned it before, but James Forrest for me and Mikey Johnson, guys like that with pace on the wide players, they're, they're really missing them going forward. A lot was made of that that big chance, the second chance for, for Odson Edouard to score last night. And, and of course, he should have scored when he was set up by, by Olivia in Cham. But actually, at the moment, he could have scored two, or he could have scored three, and Celtic still would have lost. Because you, you just, you know, you ship goals yep. uh, in that way, and you ain't going to win games. Rob, what about size point that maybe Brendan Rodgers in the last few months of that season they weren't playing the the way they played in the first two seasons, so the team was maybe on the wane. Yeah, you- yeah, I think I think that that is that is a point, yep. and I think the challenge at the moment is not just to Neil Lennon, it's not just on the Zoom call, uh, Dermot Desmond and Peter Lowell saying to him, "Yeah, we're right behind you, get on with it, sort it out." You know, that's the message to the players as well. Mm-hmm. There's so much quality, there's so much experience of winning among those players. Mm-hmm. You know, the message to them is sort it out. Yeah, and, yeah, and but- I see. Sorry, but Fergus, too, I see criticism for Scott Brown as well on Twitter. Yeah, but so, but who can you put in there? Can you put Olivier? In, can you drop yeah. Olivier and Cham back? You, do you see him for the third goal? It's a jog back for the yeah. halfway line. Yeah. All right, Scott Brown's not playing his best, but he doesn't jog a bit. No, mm. and that's what Celtic have no got, no. and that's what Rangers do have. Yeah. The players that are coming in are doing, are taking their chance. Olivia, that was Olivia and Cham's big chance. Scott Brown's not been playing well. He takes him off. He puts Tom Rogic on. Okay, here's your chance. Can it be a an Encham McGregor midfield yep. going forward now? No, it can't no. because he can't do the dirty side of the game, yep. and that's where Celtic are, are losing just now. I, I still believe Celtic will score goals. It's they need to close the Shipping. back door. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they need to sort it out quickly, and if they don't sort that out quickly, they're going to be in real trouble going forward. They look like scoring mm-hmm. to me. Yep. Even if they do lack a bit of pace, that size just says, "Yep, James Forrest is a big miss." And um, there's no doubt about it. But, but they will score goals. They need to sort it out at the back. Right here's Darren, a Celtic fan, on the line from Grangemouth. Good evening, Darren. You all right, guys? Thanks very much for taking the call. Yeah, thanks for calling. Um, so I've got, I've got. A couple of points. One of them is Neil Lennon is a, a legend as a player mm-hmm. and for what he done in the, his first managerial stint. You can't take that away from him. Yep. However, that does not win you the league this season. It doesn't matter what he done a decade ago. Right? You wouldn't look at a, a, you know, a, a world-class player 
or a player who was world class in his early twenties and then got up, came up. We'll give him a bye when he's thirty five because he's world class um, yep. in his early twenties. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter a job. I've seen nothing that can sh- convince me that Neil Lennon can turn this round. And listening to the, the boys there, the players are not at the races. But what's Neil Lennon done to change that? He's not done nothing, right? And if he can't do that, then he's not the manager of the club. He can't be. He can't do it. If he can't affect changes, then he's no good to man or beast. Needs to get rid of him. He's certainly struggling for explanations, isn't he? Yeah. Because I mean, I, I watched that interview and it was painful to watch last night. I mean, I've got a lot of time for Neil Lennon and, and he's a smart guy. I love listening to him talking about football. But but in, in trying to explain that away and, and say everything's going to be all right, well, th- there was no evidence from what we saw last night that everything's going to be all right. There's, there's not been any evidence in the last couple of months that mm-hmm. anything's going to be all right. Mm-hmm. He's not, you know, he's changed his system, doesn't work. He's changed the players. Doesn't work. I think I read somewhere that he's only played back to back the starting eleven, the same back to back, yeah, the same yeah. starting eleven back to back twice this season. Mm-hmm. That is, you know, so he, he just doesn't seem to know what he's doing with his formation, his system. You look at the defence; it doesn't care what he's doing. Yep. Now you can argue that you know players will make mistakes. They're human, of course they're going to make mistakes. But when you've got a starting eleven, when the majority are making mistakes or not doing what they're meant to do week in, week out, that leads back to the manager or the training ground. Si, what do you reckon? We'd seen that movie before. As you said, it was Groundhog Day, wasn't it? Yeah. The goal. No, listen, it's not been good enough this year, and, and everyone knows that. Neil Lennon knows that. But on the fact that he's not played the same team two time, two, only twice, I mean, he's been had loads of injuries in the COVID thing. But also, when he did go and play the same team that beat Motherwell with Hibs, the fans mm-hmm. criticised him again for not playing Edward. So he can't win. Mm-hmm. And what I've said is, Right, okay, I, I understand he's not been good enough as a manager this year. But Brendan Rodgers was getting the same results in his life. Does that mean that Brendan Rodgers is not a top-class manager? So, Darren, there's so many calls. We appreciate it. It's uh, the really thorny subject for all the Celtic fans. We're going to talk about Rangers, talk about Celtic. Give us your calls. That's coming next. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go! I, I, I certainly have talked through draws against Benfica uh, because before you kick a ball against them, you know, you realise they're the fourth highest spenders in world football. See the quality they've got throughout the squad and the manager and the experience he's got. Of course, at 2 0, slightly frustrated we never got the qualification done. But look, we're playing against top players and a top team. And I thought they found some weaknesses in our performance towards the end of the game when we tired. We paid for it. But where we're at as a team to compete with Benfica over two games is a big positive for me. Stephen Gerrard on the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Former Rangers captain Barry Ferguson, do you agree with the manager's summary of the match last night? Yeah, 100%. You've, look, when you're coming up against Benfica, and all he's in this room know Benfica are a Champions League yeah. team. He's just mentioned there the fourth highest spenders in world football, over €100 million Euros spent on top quality players. So you know you're up against a top team. And for Rangers to take them all the way over the two games, albeit the last 10, 15 minutes, they've got to take so many positives out of that. The only negatives is they couldn't hold on to the result. The last two goals, I think he'll be disappointed, frustrated at. Um, I liked the, the captain's... Tavernier's interview after the game he held his hands up and says he could have done better that for me is a proper man a proper leader so look 
they'll take a lot out of us going forward and it'll just keep the confidence flowing high um, and as I said at times last night as well I thought some of the football was really good um, and as I said I like the way he can go and change the way he plays at times he plays a slightly differently against um, the teams domestically in Europe he's been very respectful who he's come up against but look they're still in a great position to get through into the, the last 16 Si you were watching last night it was a great commentator I'm not sure who that was Rob McLean I think maybe he'll go, he'll he'll go yeah, far he'll go far what about, what about the roof goal <laughs> came our roof can I just say Benfica fourth biggest spenders in the world Kelly Hats are third didn't they yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going that way isn't it Yeah, and that's just Barry's expenses <laughs> so what about roof uh, Ruth, yeah. listen, I really like him. I think he just optimises what, what Rangers are as a team. You know, he's so fit, he's follows instruction really well. I think he's playing out of position on the right, but as I say, it works with him and Morelos kind of interchanging and just so dynamic. And that's what Rangers are. You know, they defend well, and when they win it back, they front three are a threat to anyone. And it just shows you, as I've said on here, if you're organised and well drilled off the ball, you can you can give anyone a game. Mm. We done it with the Canio at Swindon. Every day we worked on our shape off the ball. We beat Wigan in the FA Cup the year after they'd won it. Yep. We were League Two, they were in the Premier League, and all we'd done that week was work on off the ball, how we're going to work off the ball. And I see when I watch Rangers, it's similar to the way he kind of coached us. And the amount of results you get from being well drilled and fit would, would, would amaze you. And it's Celtic need to look at that because it's mad to think this team got beat from Hamilton Ackes, Bar Balligan, and Roof. <laughs> The last game of last season. Yep. And it just shows you that they've looked at what they needed to get better at and they've done it and it works. I think it's really scary for Celtic, the message that Steven Gerrard is sending out there from a Rangers viewpoint because they're learning. They're still learning. They're still improving. They want more. He's saying we're not a 75-minute team. We're, we've got to do the full 90 minutes. Mm -hmm. Then we will be beating the likes of Benfica. Now for Celtic, that's a scary thought. Rangers are, are already well ahead, but they want to be further on they want to be further down that road now Celtic have got to tackle their own problems and, and they, they can't be looking across the city but if they do they see a team that is already ripping up trees and it's going to get better yep, I, I honestly believe that there's still more to come from this Rangers team mm -hmm. I, I just think there's as I've said previously they're well coached there's a lot of, a lot of work that's went on in that training ground and Si made another good comment he's done Thanks for the night. He's been pretty ah, you good can, tonight. You can, you can go now. <laughs> See the interchanging of the front three yeah. and the midfield three. No, as much Devo, he's more like sitting in there. Um, their interchanging is different class to watch. When they're out of position, they go and fall back into a certain position. So they're, as I said, really well coached. But I still think there's a lot more to come from them. And you know what? They're doing it the right way. Don't think of what's going on. All the clamour that's going round about Celtic. I, I still think, believe that Celtic are still only five points behind you. I know they're 11 points, they've got two games in hand. I, I think Celtic will win the two games. But see, even, no with doubt. even with Davis, Fergie, like, he, for me, he's been, he's been brilliant for Rangers this year. He doesn't play in a two, he's 35 year old. They play him in a three. They put two guys with legs next to him. You, I watched Scott Brown last night and I feel for him. On his own. He's, got, he's playing in a two in there with Encham in front of him, yep. El Yunusi at the side of him. Uh, uh, and he's having to do a lot of work. You look at Steve Davis, and because the two next to him work so hard, yes, he works hard, but no, he, he just kind of gets about the pitch quietly. And when the ball comes to him, they two work so hard, they give Davis the ball, and then he's the guy that then looks to play. You know what he brings, side? Just a brings a real calmness, yeah. real control, composure. Yeah, just everything about him is but just a proper But he can do that, Fergie, because he doesn't hear about everywhere. Yeah, because he's clever. Yeah, he yeah. knows the game inside out. He I knows mean, he's not got the legs of three, four years ago. He's got Arfield, who is getting on a bit, but he's got great legs. Goes beyond the strikers. And Kamara, who has been the find of the century. So, yeah. Devo does a great job in there. And what he is, he's just a proper footballer with a good football brain. 
Rob, I love the chat with these two. Yeah, I think the future co-managers or director of football, and manager, or what? I Livy, of course, since we saw yeah. you, Gary Holtz away. Are you up for it, Si? Those are, are those Livy yeah. colours you've got on tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I want my teeth, you mean? <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, 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 for no, me. No, no, no. We're we'll bigger than that. Yeah, exactly. bigger than that. We're waiting for Solskjaer to get the boot in with him. Right, here's uh, Gav, a Rangers fan, uh, talking about the game and a question for you, Barry. Gav, good evening. Good evening, everyone. How are you? Uh, very well, thank you. Good. What do you want to ask? Uh, well, well, just to touch on the Benfica game, I just think yeah. it's so easy to support Rangers at the minute after the last 10 years. It's, we're rolling at each game confident we're just going to win and I've just got no nerves whatsoever watching them. Really? No nerves at all up against Benfica? No, I, I, obviously it was a hard game, but I, I just didn't feel we were going to get beat last night. I knew, yeah. I knew it wasn't going to be all plain sailing getting the win, but I just felt we were going to be in the game no matter what and that's all you can ask for when you come up against these big sides. Before you answer that, Barry, I was just going to throw in another point about last night, which was no Ryan Jack... Think how good he's been mm-hmm. for Rangers this season and for Scotland uh, in those crucial games. No Joe Aribo, who started the season in frightening form. He's come back uh, after missing about 10 matches. He's also a really big player for Rangers. So so those two were, were counted out last night and you, you would never have known that Rangers were missing anything. Yeah, but when he's changing it and he's making the three, four and five changes at times, mm. they're just slipping in seamlessly. They're, they're, it's, just, it's just taking off and... As I said, I really enjoy them and I get what Gav's saying. I'm watching Rangers and I'm confident because see the way they start games? They're on the front foot right for the start. They're in their faces and they're real, they've got a real attack-minded threat every time they go forward with the two full-backs. Now, going on about the two full-backs, Barisic and, and Tavernier, how many times do they cross balls into the box when the opposite one's in yeah. the box? It, it's great to watch and I just... I'm with with Gav I'm getting into games and I'm real confident that Rangers will get the result that's the type of place they're in at the moment. That was that was the first goal, wasn't it? It was uh, Barisic crossing from the left, and and it, it, you and know, Rob, did Taver- you see- Tavernier heading against the crossbar. Well, you were obviously doing the commentary. Yeah. See when that cross went in, there was four boys inside that six-yard box and two at the edge of the 18-yard box. That shows you the intent from yeah. Rangers mm-hmm. against a top-class team. Yeah. They're going to attack them. I'll tell you another player we haven't mentioned so far is Ryan Kent, who I thought was phenomenal <laughs> last night. And the, 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 yep. work, the work create is just incredible, mm-hmm. and, it, and he's also he's built himself up, hasn't he? He's, he's mm-hmm. much he's stronger now. Yeah. It's much more difficult to knock him off the ball. He was all over the pitch, yeah. uh, both uh, attacking and defending. Yeah, if he keeps this sort of form up, I don't think Rangers will be able to keep holding him next summer. How much is that team worth? I mean, when you look at how those players are improving and developing, that must be some price tag on what those 11 or 15, 16 players are worth. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of suitors after these these players. Tavernier, I think, there'll be people looking at them, Golson, Barisic. Um, in January or... Ken, uh, in January, but yeah. do you know what I, I say on Monday night? I know, yeah. Yep. I'm 100% confident that Rangers won't do do any deals mm-hmm. They'll wait to the summer Because um, as I said I think the manager will have a quiet word in their ear Stay here, there may be something special brewing mm-hmm. So you want to try and stay and get the silverware So there's no way that Rangers will let their top players leave in January But in the summer I think it could be a different story And one of the ones that they could lose would be Ryan Kent As Rob said Maybe three or four weeks ago he wasn't playing at his best but he still he's had back. that work yeah, ethic. Sure. But now mm-hmm. he's shown how special a player he can be Sorry. in the big European nights. Yeah, I agree with Gav saying that he's no nerves. I think I think that's the I think the players are the exact same. 
You know, I think they're going into these games with a belief that they can win the game. And I think that comes from, one, the manager having the belief in them, but also, two, being so well set up. I think when you're so well drilled and you know your job inside out, you go into games full of confidence. Even last night, I think you mentioned that a couple of times on commentary, Rob, Tavernier went through a wee sloppy sp- spell yep. 10 minutes when he lost the ball. But as soon as he loses the ball, Rangers' reaction to get it back is unbelievable. If Tavernier loses it... Um, Arfield's over straight away Davis is in a shape straight away when it's the opposite when you see Celtic lose the ball when Celtic lose the ball they never win the ball back quick they didn't get into shape quick and that's why teams can nick the ball off them and put the ball over the top so and, did and you see the fourth goal? goal? yeah the exactly. only one that sprint, sprinted back for Celtic was Callum McGregor the other ones were, was a jog well, back Rangers yeah. have got 11 boys doing that Celtic yep. have got one mm-hmm. yep and one more thing about Rangers is that they're, they're playing as they're looking and enjoying themselves mm-hmm. they're playing with a real freedom mm which they've not done before. And do you know what? That comes with winning games, doing that. Gav, how much are you missing it? I mean, many people feel it's helped Rangers, you know, take the pressure off at the start of the season after, you know, a really poor end to last season. But uh, you must be looking forward to getting back in. Yeah, my last game was Braga at home. So uh, uh, yeah. yep. obviously I was missing it. Uh, since that one, it's been quite a long, long way. But um, sorry, just to ask Barry a quick question, just a wee bit of topic. Go for it. I've... Um, I've been listening to a podcast in, uh, Jimmy, with Jamie Bullard and he mentioned that uh, Raquel May was one of the best players he'd ever seen play. And that that reminded me that I'd watched Villarreal at Ibrox and you'd played against him. And I just wanted to know who was the best player that you played against in Europe and what was he like as a player to play against? Yeah, Raquel May was some player. I actually played against him a, a few times against Villarreal. And actually, I think he played against Argentina when when we, we played them as well um, top quality but the best player I played against was um, Xavi be a country oh, wow. mile yeah. Yeah. be a country mile just I, I couldn't believe standing in the tunnel beside him yeah. five foot six Nothing. and I'm looking yeah. listen yeah. I'm going to trample <laughs> over the top of this guy but off yeah. did you try what? and get tight to him Vernie? yeah but you couldn't just, it, it, just his awareness si. mm-hmm. he, his awareness just a fantastic him and Iniesta could you tackle I also wondered this about the, the Spanish could you tackle they didn't need to tackle they were that good yeah. but uh-huh. see when you were playing a pass they read you the reading, the reading of the game was, was exceptional um, but I played against a lot of top players but he is the one that probably stood out but Raquel yeah. was top mm-hmm. class as Gav, well that's a great question especially with uh, losing Maradona this week and mm-hmm. everyone's been talking about among the best players so I was going to ask them good question Gav thanks very much for calling thank you very much Cheers, Cheers, thanks for Cheers, calling Gav. the Go Radio Cheers, Football Gav. Show with OPC Energy Limited Paul Cooney Rob McLean Cy Ferry and Barry Ferguson uh, other great players you played against what, what about Maradona I know you're too young both of you to uh... oh I've seen him I, I watched Aye. him in the World oh, Cup in 86 yeah. uh-huh. I was 8 year old I'm getting away from age uh-huh. yeah and then 1990 World Cup right. watched them. We were there covering both of them. So, what did you make of Maradona? What would you say? As a, as a yeah. player, as a player, yeah, he, he's got to be up there with yeah. with Messi. And I know, look, I, I never, I never seen much. Of, well, I never seen Pele Pele. play. Yeah. I know everybody mm. talks about him, but watching some of the things he used to do with a football was was unbelievable. Mm. Um, I heard somebody, I heard somebody asking. What, how would Maradona have been in the current game yeah. Yeah. where players like him get protection right. and you and you can't be guilty of, of the sort of tackles I mean he was kicked up in the yeah. air constantly but but nowadays I mean how would he have flourished in the modern game 
As long as you didn't ask Peter Shelton about him, yeah, absolutely. But England need to get over that, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, of you know, I see, see this, uh, that's really got me this week, know, you know, know. Where, where we've been celebrating yeah. a football genius yeah. and so many people have been saying, yeah, but what about his cheating? What about the handball? Yeah. Get over it. Sure. Yep, yeah. I know. Love that, Rob. But he, yeah. he was unbelievable to watch. I don't know if um, they seen the clip when he was at Barcelona. The fight broke out. He can handle himself. Oh, yeah, of course. He's for the gorbals. Who was that against? Was it and Bilbao as well you know from the, the north there yeah. you wouldn't mess about with them did they not have a big fight with Celtic as well Bilbao back in the day uh, with John Clark in that there's a picture of John Clark they, doing the old Atletico uh, Madrid maybe no I th- I'm sure it's it Bilbao, Bilbao uh, uh, or Athletic Club maybe uh, uh-huh, yeah. obviously you Paul and, and yeah. Rob are a bit older do you think he's the best that's ever what been? What age were you when yeah. Maradona was about 40? Uh, very good, no. I said last night probably Pelly, but I mean, he was yeah. before my time, but probably yeah. Pelly. We're going to talk about that. We'll find out from Rob. And more of your calls coming next. The Bull Radio Football Show. The Bull Radio Football Show. So last night Rangers drawing 2-2 with Benfica. All about their in qualification for the Europa League. Not quite yet. But another really good performance by Rangers. Celtic went to the Czech Republic. Good start. Odson, Edouard scoring a good goal in 15 minutes. But they lost 4-1 again. So afterwards, Neil Lennon uh, had a message for the Celtic fans. We, we will get better. We know that. The players know that. They've, they've got a huge amount of pride in, in themselves and in the club. And at the minute, they're not doing themselves justice. They know that. And they know that um, they'll be better. And we will be better. It's all right me saying that. Actions speak louder than words. I get that. So it's it's a question of turning things around on the pitch as quickly as possible. We've had tougher spells in this as a player and as a manager. I thought we put a good team out tonight. I thought they played well for you know large parts of the game, and I felt it, the scoreline flattered Sparta. But there was no shortage of um, you know passion and hard work and giving anything up. And I thought for 35 minutes of the second half they were absolutely excellent, and we should have equalised. You know that's the way I see it, and that's the way the players feel about it. And uh, you know, they're determined and they're honest enough to know that they can do better and they'll turn things around. Ready for more calls then? Barry Ferguson, Cy Ferry and Rob McLean with me, Paul Cooney. Kieran is on the line, a Celtic fan in Lanarkshire. Hi, Kieran. Hi, how you doing? All right? Yeah, we're fine, thanks. Uh, what about you? Obviously, huge disappointment last night, 4-1. So, what do you want to say tonight? Um, I just want to make a few points first, see what the guys think and then if I can ask... His opinion oh, no. Okay, on you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, go for it, mate. So I just, just what's been happening, obviously, yeah. um, Lennon and Celtic. I've been, to be honest, the last couple of weeks, I've been trying to stick with Lennon. Mm-hmm. Um, just obviously, loved him as a player, um, loved him in the previous spells, manager, so I've been trying to stick with him. But I just think, I just think last night, that might be it, to be honest with you. Um, I, I just don't know where we go from here. I don't know what's changed for last season. I don't know if it's been maybe guys went away or maybe like Sir Edward and Champ. I don't know. There's just something no there and there's something no clicking. Um, and I do think something needs to change. Speaking to a couple of guys from work, my brother and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I've said to them, who would you bring in? Um, they've been seeing guys like Eddie Howe, which I agree is a good manager. He probably would come in and maybe improve us, but my only concern with like Eddie Howe is been at Bournemouth, I'm not really sure where else he's been at, but he's coming up to Celtic where you need to win every week. Yep. It's if you draw it's a disaster up here, same with Rangers. Is he gonna be able to deal with that? I'm not sure. Um 
Mm-hmm. So that's my points for that. You say, I'd just like to ask you, mate, what's, would you sack Lennon now? Would you change it? And if so, who would you bring in? Who would, who would you bring in now that you think it would change? No, I wouldn't sack him right now. I would give him a Christmas, I really would. I've said on here before, I think Gordon Stratton should come in alongside Neil Lynn on the training ground every day. As I say, he's been part of a, back, a Gordon Stratton backroom team. I think they've got similar beliefs. Having played under both of them, I think they've got similar beliefs on how they want to play football. And I've said it before, it's so important for me, if you are going to be a manager, that the guys behind you have got the same beliefs as you. That, that Monday to Friday is where their beliefs come across, and that's the end product on a Saturday. I'd, it's hard to, to comment on if it is happening Monday to Friday just now but having seen Gordon Strachan and Neil Lennon work together the first time I think it would work and I think Gordon Strachan's at the stage in his career where he wouldn't be looking to try and step on Neil Lennon's toes because no. he's had his time as a manager I just think a guy that he knows and trusts and that he's had throughout his career would be would be a great appointment for him right now mm-hmm. Barry? Yeah, I, I see besides coming from but in terms of listening to Neil Lennon's interview I'm not surprised he's coming out fighting mm-hmm. that's what type of character um, he is and Kieran mentioned that he's, I mean, he was like that as a player he's been a successful manager he's gone through a tough time and I wouldn't expect anything else um, but what he, he, he can't um, go against or, or, or look at he must be mystified at times with the mistakes they're making it's simple basic errors mm-hmm. They're making defensively. Going forward, I don't think Celtic are are much worse off than they were last season. Um, I think just at the back, they're, they're all over the place. They're disjointed. And every time a team attacks them or a set piece comes up against them, they look like they're going to concede. And that wasn't like Celtic. See, so no, on the replacement yeah. as well, sorry, just quickly, probably because yeah. I will go blind. Yeah. I've, I've been at Celtic when they went after this sort after coach doing south. You know, you talk about Eddie Howe. A similar yeah. one to me was Tony Mowbray. Mm. Every yeah. thought that Tony Mowbray would come up here and say it'll be playing the best football he'd win the league at Akana. You need to have personality to be the Celtic manager. Now, don't get me wrong, Tony Mowbray was a very good coach, but for me, he never had the personality to be a Celtic manager. Yeah. Neil Lennon's got that. I think he just needs a wee hand in the coaching department, maybe with a guy like Gordon Strachan, who's fantastic on the training ground. Mm. That wee guy that you can, you can go and speak to when he's worried or when he's under pressure. I think that'd be a massive appointment, I really do. It, 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 it could work. Bringing somebody like Eddie Howe up, it could, but you don't get time up here. <laughs> too big a gamble. It's too yeah. big a gamble. What Rob just said there as well, he's got a great run of games coming up. Yeah. And I think this could keep him in the job. Because look, he's going to fight for it. There's no doubt. He's not going to walk away. He's proud. He's going to go and fight this. And if I looked at the fixtures up until the next Derby game. They're all winnable games. And he knows that he'll need to win every single game. So it, I, yeah. I think it would be crazy. And you know what? I says it on Monday night. Rangers fans and and people connected to the club would be rubbing their hands if Celtic got rid of Neil Lennon just now. Darren Adi said last night, uh, Kieran on the programme. He's obviously still uh, you know on the books at Celtic uh, with the young players, but he said, look, Neil Lennon domestically has won everything since he came back. Um, and he's a fighter, and he thinks he'll still come through. And Rob, your point: the next month is crucial. Yeah. You know, this run of games and that sh- surely would be he has to win these matches or his team have to win it yeah starting on Sunday in the League Cup against Ross County I mean it's all about turning the corner and, and uh, everyone 
uh, including Neil Lennon, the players, the fans hoped that that was going to be last night. But I mean, far from turning the corner, I mean, it's it's, it's okay. another major step backwards. And and there can't be too many more nights no. or days like last night. And f- yeah. for for Neil Lennon to be able to survive mm-hmm. it, yeah, he knows that he doesn't need he doesn't need anyone else yes. to tell. But but the players the players need to take responsibility. That's it for me. I mean, we're not we're not talking about uh, deep tactics no. or, or anything being the problem last night. It was basic errors. Mm-hmm. It was players not yeah. taking taking responsibility responsibility for their actions yep. on the pitch that needs to happen I, I mentioned to say yeah. there I think they just need to get back to being rigid and solid yeah, yeah. no yeah. concede mm-hmm. and go and get a scrappy 1-0 and then it'll start yeah. to kick on yeah. for them that's why I'm surprised that the way they played last night the two fullbacks still high yeah. and wide and trying to attack sometimes you've got to go into games and just be yeah. really yeah. solid yeah. and compact when ugly and, yeah. Yeah, and the, scrape, a, scrape a win the bits of the game I saw last night before I was um, yeah. commentating on the Rangers game it just looked as if Sparta Prague had so much freedom yeah. on the pitch there was so to, much space to, to play was, yeah. uh, seeing the manager like, uh, if people say I stick up for my time but see if I was sitting watching Celtic and I didn't think the players were trying and, and when they're playing from then I would be the first to say maybe it's time that he needs to go but I, said, I still see players running about you know I, people aren't sacking it off for Neil Lennon they're trying they're just making errors and it's guys like El Unissi for the first goal it's not even been spoken about the ball drops Scott Brown misses the ball El Unissi turns his back in the box a manager can't make you do that that comes through within you should be out to the ball quick and take the ball square on and take it in his body or his face yeah. but that's what they're not doing just now I don't think enough of them are putting their body on the no, line no. at times and go, and, go and just throw it, your body in front of it and yeah. listen you're going to get hurt so be it you've yeah. got to do that. that that's the basics that's, that's a given for yeah. me Kieran what, what also struck me Paul just yeah. at that goal was if you'd frozen that picture just, yeah. just before the, the goal went in how many Celtic players were there inside the penalty mm. box probably Eight mm. outfield yeah. players, maybe maybe nine. Yeah. I mean, there were so many Celtic players, none yeah. of them affecting the game at all. There's yeah. been a lot made of them not trying. I I do think they are trying. Yeah. The, the only yeah. time I seen it was the fourth goal where they're probably on the attack trying to get right. something. Yeah. It was only sure. Callum McGregor that was sprinting back. But yeah. in general terms, I watched the full game last night, the Celtic game. I was interested to see how they would do. Obviously, with all the clamour that's going on round about them, and I, I I do think they are trying their best. They're just going through a bad time. But he needs. To, he knows himself. He needs to win every single game now. Kieran, comes up. what do you make of it? I know. I do agree with the guys are saying it's uh, things like last night where I think it was the second goal. It just went across the box, and the lights higher and that just stood back. That's that's how can the, what can the manager do? But that that's just the players that are going to make that decision and deal with. It. So what are they going Kieran, to do to change it? If you keep doing the same right, things, though, Kieran, were you watching the game last night? I watched the first half I had to go to Yeah, see, see for me a lot's been made of uh, Julian but I think Aya has got to deal with that before anybody Aya, else I think so yeah. I think so I, can't, I, I just don't know why he didn't stick a leg out I thought his body shape was all wrong and then he's got obviously I think what's happened that it's been a, a process Julian's thinking that he's going to get it yeah. and he's no got it then I'm, Julian's I'm, scrapping to get back in plus the goalkeeper Who's, who's looking at yep. that whole thing developing in front phase, of him? The first phase has got to stop. The cross ball, it's too easy to cross it. Second, it's coming into Ayer. Ayer's got to deal with that. Yeah. Well, Neil Lennon's been speaking in the last hour with the media and talking after last night's defeat. We're not happy with the way things have gone over recent weeks. And I am the head of the football department. I'm the face of the club. And Peter's the chief executive. And Dermot's the main shareholder. So, you know, they've been with me since day one. 
you know, through the good times, we're going through what would be perceived a, a bad time at the minute. And, um, you know, they feel the need to offer up, you know, suggestions, uh, ideas and vice versa from me. Sam, you get the feeling nobody's quite sure what to do here, how to call it. You hear Kieran there, you know, he said about Neil Lennon, what he's done. He's worried, can he still do it? He would love him to be able to do it, but can he do it? So... It's a really tough one for Celtic just now, isn't it? It is, but he's done it before. He did it last year when these conversations were happening after the Rangers game last year. He did turn it around. You know, that, that would be your glimmer of hope as Celtic fans. Your other glimmer of hope would be that, that Rangers look a completely different team than they were last year. So it's they have the, to do it, it now, the, though. It's the time pressure yeah, for Celtic. Got, that, that's, I mean, there's no point in turning it around in January. No, it's Ray, got to Rangers, be now. Rangers could yeah. be 18 points ahead at that stage, yeah. and, and there is no coming back from that. Yeah. That's why That's why these next few few games are yeah, absolutely he knows that, crucial. Rob, yeah, of course Rob, he does. I know he does. knows it more than, I know he than does. Neil Lennon after last night. And that plane journey home... He'd be talking to the staff and saying, right, do you know yeah. what? This needs to start on Sunday now. Yeah. We need to start getting results yeah. and results quickly. But I agree with what Fergie says. They need to go back to being hard to beat. That's what Neil yeah. Lennon's good at. His first spell at Celtic. You know, you think of the results, some of the results he got in Europe yeah. being hard to beat. Just go back to that until you get three or four wins on, 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 the, on the board and then you can go and maybe try and play play more attacking football. Kieran, final word for you before the uh, news. Can he turn it round? So we've spoken about it for five minutes there. What would you do? I put... I'd I'd probably agree with the guys are saying. I'd probably stick with them now because the run's coming up and see how he does leading up to the Rangers game. Um, but if, as you say, it's, these games are must win now. He can't offer yeah. any more points, so it's a lot of pressure. I hope he can, but yeah. who knows? OK, Kieran, thanks very much for calling the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. So many calls coming in. We're back after the news. The Go Radio Football Show. Feel the heat of the game, the crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on heat pump servicing and breakdowns, renewable energy and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. The weekend is well and truly underway here with the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. This weekend, Si, we're looking for the column tomorrow morning in the Herald and the Times. I wonder what it's oh, going to be about, yeah? As soon as that column goes out, I'm turning my phone off, Paul, because I imagine <laughs> I'll be getting absolutely slaughtered. I'm speaking bit. to the Editor-in-Chief, Donald Martin, during the week, and there's a great reaction to the column there. So, uh, oh, good. Yeah, it's good. What's that about? Yeah. It's just a bit silly, mate, and what's is going it? on there, huh? Oh, tomorrow, yeah. It's yeah, everything yeah. football, but no, is it to- you've got the exclusive out of them, so it's about yeah, Celtic I've started tomorrow. buying even yeah. times now. Have you? Good yep. man. Glasgow's. Oh, well, man. Yep. That sounds good. Could get, you might yeah. get your three-week contract extended. <laughs> By the way, you should also buy the other magazine that I'm currently writing for. Uh-huh. Uh, the Digger. Mine's is on the yeah. top ten players of 2020 oh, in Scotland. Wow, yeah. Who's won? Oh, you kind of get away. Give us a taster. Uh, no, yeah. I've got, like, you've yeah. got to think so of the fully of 2020. Right. Okay, right. right. It's not okay. just this season. It's from right. the winter break right through to now. Okay. Will, the, will yep. number one be a shock or what? No, no, no. 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 Okay. It's Morelos no. or Edward, isn't it? Oh no, it's Kent or Tavernier. Edward. Tavernier or Edward. Kent. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's uh, three Celtic players, isn't it? Uh, Edward from the first part of the year. Three yeah. Celtic players <laughs> Seven <laughs> Rangers <laughs> No I was only allowed to pick four uh, from, from each club okay. Callum McGregor Yes Yep He's in Well done Ryan Christie Yes There we are Okay this weekend Do you want one side? 
Edward. Edward. Ah, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. to be. Uh, tomorrow, how's the fitness? You're you're not fit, are you? For Peterhead against uh, Forfar. No, I've yep. made a miraculous recovery. I went for a wee jog the after I thought it'd snap my hamstring, so I made a chocolate man. But um, no, I'll not make this weekend. Maybe yep. be on the bench if if we're, if we're really struggling, but. Hoping for, for next weekend, Paul. But the boys, the boys yeah. done well last last yeah. week, so fully expect them to go and get a result tomorrow. Yeah. Good win last weekend, and Barry win for you again midweek against Cumbernauld, and tomorrow a match. Yeah, we're, we're down the borders. Right. Yeah, um, good. So okay. a long a long journey for the the guys tomorrow. A lot of games coming up in our league. We're we're pretty much three a week um, just now. So it's hard on the squad, but that is what it is with the with the COVID stuff. With the league starting later on and. Obviously, we're running with a lot smaller squad than I would have wanted. But he's a flying though. Boys, I don't know. But we're playing well. We can always improve. Scotland's always women improve. playing tonight, Rob. So yep. good luck to them in Lisbon. Yeah, yep. and it's going to be difficult, isn't it? Because obviously Shelley Kerr can't be with the team in Lisbon. It's a seven o'clock kickoff tonight. Uh, Portugal against Scotland. Uh, it's a double header on Tuesday. Scotland play Finland at home. Um, the two teams that are above them in the group. So massive matches with Caroline Weir on the show. Mm. Um, what a player she is. Um, Manchester City, of course, yes. FA Cup winner a few weeks ago. Um, so she'll be integral. It's a really strong squad, but you just wonder how big a part hopefully it's, it doesn't play a big part but uh, obviously it's going to be a, a really difficult night for, for Shelley Kerr um, managing the team remotely from, mm. from home everything by Zoom now isn't it yeah, yeah exactly ok good luck to Scotland women's tonight uh, this weekend it's the League Cup Betfred as you know Alloa against Hearts tomorrow 3 o'clock Arbroath Dunfermline Hibs Dundee Livingston against Ayr Motherwell St Johnson the old Premier battle as is St Mirren against Aberdeen 5.15 tomorrow morning uh, tomorrow evening tomorrow yep. morning Rob yeah. that would be an early start well, that, for that you. would be a major shock to my system it was 5.15 in the morning yeah. I don't think I've ever seen 5.15 in the morning <laughs> just come on. the way exactly. yeah. <laughs> uh, on Sunday Celtic against Ross County more of that in a moment or two and Falkirk against Rangers so on the media call today with Rangers it was uh, Gary McAllister and Jermaine Defoe and our Ali was uh, on the Zoom call morning Jermaine um, you're heading to Falkirk one Sunday artificial pitch how difficult or challenging is that in your position um, I think it's you just have to approach it like any other game, to be honest. I don't, I don't think it, it's sort of like, um, obviously it's going to be, you know, something different, you know, I feel if it's a pitch somewhere that, well, I've never been before. I heard that's really cold there as well. <laughs> <laughs> I love the firm, was that? <laughs> good question, Ali, and uh, a good answer. And Barry? Uh, it's cold. It's, uh, it's hope a hope cold stadium. I hope he's not expecting too much at Falkirk <laughs> and not having been before. Yeah. No, I, listen, without the official pitch, it's no ideal, but look, Rangers, uh, that, that can't be used as a, an excuse. They'll be used to that at Kilmarnock, Livingston and playing at Hamilton as well so I think he'll make a lot of changes if I'm being honest with you I think he'll freshen it up and give guys who have not had a lot of game time over the last few few weeks Well funny this is if this is scripted Barry because here's Gary McAllister about the squad rotation The the game Sunday is, will be a, a perfect opportunity for those guys who are just on the periphery just on the edges of things to really get in the to get in the eyes of the manager and, you know, and, and have a strong performance against Falkirk in this cup tie. So it's, it's utilising the squad, but it's also an opportunity for, for players to, to show the manager that they're ready. Yep. You're yeah, right. who will that be? Guys like Bar- Brandon Barker, Hadji, Hadji. Yeah. yeah, these guys can't even get a looking just now, you know. Itton, mm-hmm. maybe Cedric Itton might get a game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a real chance for them to go in and impress them and. and let them know that they're still about and um, Calvin, Calvin, Calvin Bassey I, might get a game that's yeah. why you go with a big squad yeah. there, there could be injuries or suspensions coming up in the next few weeks there's a lot of games coming up so yeah. 
he's, these players that are going to get the opportunity on Sunday have got to go and try and impress them but it's going to be a tough one at Falkirk it'll not be easy Right, Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited we're going back in the lines and it's Ryan is on the line uh, a Celtic season ticket holder Good evening Ryan Good evening guys, how you doing? Yeah, All we're right, fine, how are you? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. it's been better um, <laughs> last night it was obviously a bit of an embarrassment um, but it's been coming uh, to lose eight goals against a team but Slavia Prague are struggling in their own league is Sparta, shocking yeah. and, and something needs to change something's got to change yeah so what do you want to say what do you want to ask um, I just want to ask Sai he, he obviously touched on that they're still doing Brendan Rodgers training so what is the training that bad is, is the rumours true that Lennon doesn't take training um, why are they still doing Rodgers his training if it's Lennon's team I just want to get a wee bit more info on that Listen, I got, I got, I, I must admit, I did get it wrong. I, I know that when Neil Lennon first took over, that it continued to be. Yeah. That I think I don't know after January, maybe they changed it when they went to a three-five-two. But I can't say just now. But all I do know is that Neil Lennon's went in there without a background team, mm-hmm. you know. And John Kennedy right. took the training under Rogers. I, I think John Kennedy still takes it now. And I would be surprised if John Kennedy would all of a sudden would would, would change that the way he's been coaching the team for the past four years. Um, uh. And ultimately, as I said, for me, you know, I've no doubt that John Kennedy is a as a top class coach for what I hear but if, if his if his um, philosophy is done a match the managers then there's no point in doing that coaching if, you, if you're going to do a certain type of coach on Monday to Friday and then you're asking them to play different on a Saturday that doesn't work Saturday. you know the way you, the way you play on a Saturday comes from how you, how you work Monday to Friday mm-hmm. as I say I got it wrong in saying I know for a fact that they're still doing it now I know that they've done it when, when Neil Lennon first went in um, but they're, they're the things that we didn't get to see but what I base my point on is that it looks to me by the way they play that they're still doing the the same sort of coaching and training it, Si it showed that, that Neil Lennon is a good coach and is a good manager you've seen the difference what he made after the winter yeah, break yeah. he's been away yeah. I think it was Dubai the went to yeah. he's been away and changed the formation totally changed a bit of personnel and look the way that they come back they come back like like wounded animals ready to go to war and I still think like, I know a lot of Celtic fans are unhappy and rightly so because they expect their team to win every single week but Still, I, I think it's crazy. A lot of people calling for his head just now. I think he's got to be given at least the opportunity to see the next round of games before the next Old Firm game. And, and he did that with a lot of the same players. Yeah. As well. Exactly. Those, those yeah. players who knew exactly what to do second half of last season, they were they were relentless at that point. They, they were doing then what Rangers are doing now. Mm-hmm. And my point in the, my call memoir is that my first time there with Neil Lennon, his team on a Saturday, you could see that it was through his training Monday to Friday mm-hmm. it, it was exactly as he was as a player it was tough it was simple competitive mm-hmm. and the players weren't allowed to be sloppy they had to get in people's faces you weren't allowed to be off at Monday to Friday and you've seen that on a Saturday and my reason of thinking that isn't happening is because I didn't see that on a Saturday yeah. now which makes me believe that Monday to Friday he's no training that he did the first time otherwise his teams wouldn't be playing like that on a Saturday they played like that after the winter break winter break yeah, yeah. exactly when so, they went to the 3-5-2 right. Ryan ah well it doesn't surprise me at all that Barry wants to keep Lennon because um, that'll work in his, his favour if it continues because we ain't winning this 10 in a row. Um, if Neil Lennon is still in place, um, we're going to throw this away and it's a simple fact. You can't, you can't hide You can't hide the pack. Two wins in nine games. So R- Ryan, Ryan, you think getting rid of him the now is the right thing to do? Something needs to change. You can't get rid of a full squad of 25 players. So the buck stops with the manager. Yeah, I, I know that. I know that. Uh, but uh, another thing as well, the players have got to take responsibility as well, Ryan. It's not just oh. the manager. Oh, of course, but ultimately the buck stops with the manager. Aye. 
So yeah. you, you can't get rid of it. The players are shocking. I get that. But Neil Lennon, for whatever reason, Neil Lennon's allowed himself to be put in a position where, as whether it's Peter Law or whatever it is, is telling him that Gavin Strachan is coming in, John Kennedy's taking coaching, so he's not really the manager. He doesn't have control. Um, or it doesn't appear he has control. Who would you get in? Uh, sorry, Paul. No, um, that's a, same question. Um, well, Barry's been well with Kelly Hart, so I don't know if he's. Been <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> think that would get done too well, right? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's potentially the pressing of a big gamble button, isn't it? If you if you get rid of Neil Lennon at this stage of the season, it depends who you bring in. Can, you know, is there anyone you can think of that's got a, a close knowledge of what Celtic have got, what Scottish football is all about, or is it somebody from out with who's going to take time to to learn and pick things up as he goes along? It will be a gamble, but you know, with any new manager, you always get that wee fresh kind of fresh ideas, and the players get a lift, and that's what Celtic need to do. Because whatever we're doing, there's no harm. I think Eddie Howe, Eddie Howe's been mentioned. I don't know whether he'd take it. I don't know whether uh, Long would pay the pay the money for him. Um, I, I don't know. I, to be fair, it's it's not my job to find somebody. It's Peter mm-hmm. Long's. That's why he gets paid. He's he's getting paid, but mm-hmm. something needs to change, or we're going to throw away. Can I, ask you about, can I ask you about the question, uh, the point I made earlier, where in Brendan Rodgers' last season, Celtic are two points better off this season than they were in Brendan Rodgers' last season. So was that Brendan Rodgers' fault or was that the players' fault? Well, you have to you have to beat what's in front of you. And at the moment, Celtic are going to beat what's in front of them because Rangers are running away with it. I know if we win one two games, it's, it's only five points. But, but if Rangers were in the forum that they were in Brendan Rodgers' time, they would now be, what's the, what's the point difference? Uh 11 So there'd be 13 oh, points ahead of Celtic Well yep. I know but you, But they won me Ryan Yeah See what Ryan I get the Celtic fans I know sure. quite a, a lot of Celtic fans as you, as you know And I get I get where they're coming from They're rightly frustrated Because yeah. they're expecting to win every single game But It's a worry It's who do you bring in mm-hmm. Yeah There's got to be somebody who knows it And I, I, I think Neil Lennon Does deserve for what he's done over the years, now I'm not going back to what a player and what he done first as a manager when he yeah. came in recently. He, yeah. What he's done recently has been pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest; they're yeah. going through a bad time. Players are not playing at the the levels of, of where they should. It and people are saying about players um, no trying. Well, if these guys want to move, they've got to start producing on the pitch to try and get away. Who, do, who are they going to move to? Ah, exactly, they're not going to move. They need to start playing. Mm. Ryan, what about Gordon Strachan uh, coming in alongside Neil Lennon then for the rest of the season, which Sai has suggested? Uh, I don't know if that would work. I don't know. But can I ask one more thing? See, yep. see the see when he came out after the Fernavacos game mm-hmm. um, and slated the the players, says they all wanted to leave them and never sold anybody. How much an impact do you think that's had on your Edwards and your Ayers? Because they're different players this season than what they've been. Yeah, I th- uh, I, yeah, I agree with that. I think that was I think that was a mistake. You know, I think. As we've said on here before, the modern day player, they can't they can't take criticism, especially in public. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he, he went so long defending their performances, saying that they were playing well, and, and that wasn't working. So he obviously felt like someone had to change, and he had to change his his approach. To, and he's came out and tried to to be more honest and truthful. Um, but even if they don't like Neil Lennon's approach, it's their career. Exactly. You know, they, they have to deliver. They have to perform. They have to keep it on the up and up, so that their so that their price increases, yeah. and so they they have bigger other potentially bigger clubs looking to sign them. Yep, yeah, they're big assets for Celtic. But what they need to do is they need to play at a, a high level mm-hmm. to get that sort of money that Celtic would be expecting. Two of them. Listen, I've said it plenty of times on here. 
Edward on form is the best player in Scotland. There's no doubt about it. He showed a glimpse last night yeah. what he's capable of doing with the breakaway that, that Celtic scored from. That was real quality. He needs to start producing that every single week because when he plays, Celtic are a, a lot better team. But what they need to do is it's the back door. They need to close that back door. They need to sort or need to work on how to defend. Right, let's listen to Neil Lennon speaking about the players and what happened uh, after the 90 minutes last night when they lost 4-1. Well, speaking to the players and then they were speaking themselves, you know, and um, they're, they're very much uh, wanting to turn things around. They're very much united, even though it may not seem that way. Yeah, there was definitely no ranting and raving, just, you know, letting them speak and see how they feel about things and they know that they can perform better individually and collectively and that's what we believe in as well. It's all about what's happening on the pitch, isn't it? And, and uh, I mean, Neil Lennon was just searching for the right words last night to try to explain what had happened. But, uh, I mean, if Celtic continue to, to perform like that, then the, the end here is inevitable. Um, uh, and Ryan's going to get what he's, what he's looking for here, which will be the end of, of Neil Lennon. He has to turn the corner. It has to happen very quickly. Yeah, as I've said, I'm... I'm not making it any any bones about it. It's not been good enough. Nowhere near good enough. Two wins in nine is not good enough. Neil Lennon will know that. And like Barry says, if this wee run of fixtures, he doesn't win most games or every game, then I've no doubt that Celtic will be looking for a new manager. But at this moment in time, I do not think it's the right time to get a new manager. Ryan, what do you think is going to happen on Sunday at home to Ross County? Um, I'm no, I'm no confident, obviously, with how things are going, but I... The sad thing is, I think even if we want to get put out of the cup, I don't see any reaction for Lowell or Desmond. And that's the kind of the worrying thing. Uh, regardless of the result, I think it'll still be in place. Right, right. We'll speak to you in the coming weeks. Listen, thanks for calling the Go Radio football show with OPC Energy Limited. Celtic, you would think, would win on uh, Sunday night. Then, Rob, you've already said that would be a major a major yeah. problem for them if, yeah. they, if they lost that match Absolutely um, and Neil Lennon's got bad memories of Ross Kenty because they, they beat them in the Scottish Cup semi-final yeah. all those years ago in, in his mm. first spell in charge um, but, it, but it's about league results it's about yeah. league um, you know in a sense I mean last night matters because it was so bad from Celtic Europe Europe. a lot of the fans were giving away Europe anyway yeah. even before they went into the, the group stages of the, the Europa League competition because lots of fans weren't interested it was all about 10 in a row it still is um, and it's about get it going on a run of league wins yeah. but on the on the evidence of last night it's going to be difficult it needs a dramatic turnaround I, I think it needs changed up as well I'd, I'd get me from Ponging you know you're, you're going to get from I wouldn't have put him right back you know I'd play him up one Right midfield, as I say, the lack pace going forward. I think Frimpong gives you that. He's infectious. He wants the ball. He's enthusiastic. I'd love to see David Turnbull get a chance. Yeah. I really would. Do you think he might. This would Is be. Is he okay to play? I think he misses another game, doesn't he? Yeah. Good point. I would. I, I, yeah. And I would drop Brown, Scott Brown back one and play a three in midfield. I'd get Christian McGregor next to him in the middle and go with Frimpong wide, Edward up. Go with pace up top and and, and, and like Barry says, be hard to beat in the middle pitch. One thing he's trying to do. He's trying to change the personnel. He's trying to give guys a chance to go and try and get a result so he's, he's, he's changing formation he's changing shape but there's two sides to that coin because in many ways there's been too much chopping and changing there's been there no continuity about Celtic yeah, I, I think he just needs to get the back of his mind right what's my strongest 11 or what do he thinks his strongest 11 and go with it yeah. and Griffiths another injury wasn't involved at all last night si, and I know up front you would think Edward and Griffiths but it, it's just not happening again Griffiths is something that Celtic don't have it's a striker that's willing to run behind they didn't do it enough you know, that's what Rangers have got now compared to last year. Everything was defeat last year. Now they're looking to go in behind. Mm. The Celtic goal last night comes with winning the ball back. One pass in behind and you score a goal. 
I just think like what Barry says, when you've got a guy like Edward up front, you can almost afford to be hard to beat because you know if you get the ball up to him, he can create some of himself out of nothing. So if you've got him and a guy like Eli Nussi who can get you a goal, that's why I still didn't know why they're attacking in seven and eights. Mm. You know, you've got players up there that you know can score goals and create goals. Just let them go and do it and be solid at the back. Until you're winning games and then you can go get your full-backs going higher and maybe playing a more attacking style of football. But when you're going in a, in a run of two wins and nine, you need to be hard to beat. We had a Lee Griffiths lookalike uh, in, here, <laughs> in here before the show. Gary from the, the Gobbles, winner of the PS5 and the, the Five-A-Sides competition right. we had last week. What, is Lee Griffiths injured? Calf, he said. That's the word. Yep. Calf. Mm-hmm. It's disappointing. Yep. But, but he, he didn't look fit though, has he? He hasn't got back to the way he was uh, uh, up to the springtime. See yeah. if you're looking at a, a Celtic team sheet and Edward and Griffiths come in yeah. and they start the living, mm-hmm. you're, you're shaking in your boots. Yeah. They're, they're a deadly partnership. Yeah. They're just struggling to get the two of them together and just I, now. Again, that's what I feel sorry for. Nearly. That was what his team was built on after January. Yeah. It was yeah. day two. And the goalkeeper. And the goalkeeper as well. Fair. Yeah. Been a, I mean... As I say, Celtic season was much the same before Griffiths and Forster came into the team in yeah. January and it totally kicked them on. They changed the way that they played and they too, for me, won Celtic League last year. Mm-hmm. And for a manager, you're going into the next season really excited thinking, I've got I've got a style of play here that, that's working and, and, and we're battering yeah. teams. Yep. And then you lose day two yeah. and it's see, tough. See, after they went a break, what was the back three? Julian, Ayer and Simonovic. That's the yeah, one course. Yeah. But when he was him. fit, yeah, yeah, when he was fit, good player. Yeah. Okay, uh, thanks, mate. And the ghost of the goalkeepers <laughs> there as well, isn't it? Because that was the other thing over the summer. You know, Craig Gordon goes to Hearts. He's back in the Scotland squad. Um, David, David Marshall's a free agent. Um, he, everybody he, he mentions was, he it. Picked up, and and you know that that is a that's a big problem. The, the lack of Fraser Forster. Can they maybe go back in and and persuade Fraser Forster to come back? But meantime, yep. they need to hang on in there. They need to stay close to Rangers to have a chance. Of turning things around. Hang on in, listener. We're back after this. <laughs> the Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Well, Glasgow in the West, you know the story last night. Rangers 2 2 with Benfica, and we saw another peach of a goal from Kemar Roof. We'll hear the manager speaking about the goal and him in a moment or two. Sparta Prague 4, Celtic 1. So the phones are red hot tonight with your calls coming in to the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Cy Ferry, Rob McLean, Barry Ferguson and me, Paul Cooney. And you can contact us at text GO plus your message to 87474. And we're on the socials at the GO Football Show. Uh, Aberdeen in the news and they are keeping up some pressure, Rob, uh, on government and health authorities to let the fans come back into football sooner rather than later, hopefully. Yeah, they're, they're hoping to, hoping is the word at the moment, to have a thousand season ticket holders at uh, when Ross County go to Tawdry on the 12th of December and a couple of thousand against St Johnston on Boxing Day uh, and Dundee United on the 2nd of January. Those are the three games they're looking at. Uh, Aberdeen is tier two of COVID-19 restrictions, fans only permitted in stadia and levels one and zero. They've got, they've got the backing here, the endorsement of a, a guy called Professor Gary McFarlane. He's the chair in epidemiology. Um, don't ask me to repeat that one at the University of Aberdeen and he's also involved with NHS Grampian so they've got his sort of scientific and medical background behind them uh, and they're making a real push to try to persuade the government with the help of the Scottish football authorities uh, to get some fans into ground so so that that's it's a really good initiative isn't it can I also say that that's my scientific opinion as well so I've give, give yes. mine as well yeah. well, well you've experience yeah. what was it um, I'll tell you after this okay, okay. Yeah. But, but just on that Aberdeen thing your brother was absolutely raging this week you know the fact that oh, Lewis yeah. missing games uh-huh. What you did, you made a great point. 
a lot of these guys' wages are based on appearance as well. So these guys are out of pocket as well. Yeah. Through the SFA not doing the right thing, will they be reimbursed for that? You know, these guys know. Yeah. I don't don't take responsibility. I, th- I think Maxwell came out and was it a statement? Yep. As he spoke to the clubs. I don't know. Uh, if there's a club yep. that happens to, they're, they're quick enough to go and find sure. them or do whatever. What's going to happen yep. with the SFA? Because the. They got that one wrong mm-hmm. when the players were away in international duty. But if you're a manager, duty. you must be fuming. You're on a, a Aberdeen were on a great run. Yeah. And, and now and you know, the now they, they, they draw my Hamilton. Yeah. They're losing players. Three you lose key that players. Yeah, yeah. Two of them couldn't play against Rangers. Same with Motherwell. Yeah, because Motherwell. Of it. yeah. yeah. Alan yeah. Campbell. Yeah. 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 Was his yeah. was, was, uh, old man looking for a slice of the Vimans money? Was that what it was? Oh, him and Frank. Did you see us doing him and Frank? Yeah. Oh yeah, we saw it in the podcast. Fantastic. Yeah. You haven't looked at the Open Goal podcast, and they go into Slaters, and you really. You did them, didn't you? Oh, it was fantastic. Oh, I've watched it about Ferguson. 15 times. It's it's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> have you spoken to Derek? Have you spoken no. to Barry? Barry? I just I love have that. You, have you spoken to Barry? Uh. <laughs> we, sh- we should say other gentlemen's yeah. outfitters are available. Yes. Indeed. <laughs> Rob, it's a really serious issue, though, but yeah. can I give you my opinion? It's going nowhere at the moment. They're getting the big no. It's not, it's, uh, it should be happening. Yeah. There's so much yeah, to contend with, we know it. Uh-huh. And good on Aberdeen. Yeah. What are the other clubs going to say about it? SPFL have come out. Scottish Government have said no, it can't happen just now. We've got so much to look at. But you know, we had three hundred people at the Torridon concert. I'm sure it was great in Inverness, and I'm pleased they're there. Yeah. Uh, are, what, you, what are you up about, on that soapbox again? What, what about <laughs> football? Well, but I think I'm football. Give us a, go on, uh, Paul. Give well, us another big. Well, come, come on, we're come being on. ignored. I mean, we have to look at this. It's an outside event. It's there a now huge... follows a party political well, broadcast on behalf uh, of the Paul Cooney party. It's a very serious issue. It is. As, as no, we it know. is. But, but what, I, I mean, Aberdeen are having a push in. It's just it's it's only one club. It's Aberdeen. Exactly. But what they are doing effectively is encouraging other top clubs to get behind them, get along with them, and make and make the same sort of push, make the same sort of proposal. It's it's only that sort of pressure that's actually going to make a change here. Yeah, I think it's possible to get the fans in but I'll be honest with you it doesn't look like it's going to happen it's not that's why I'm no, saying no, that it's yeah. disappointing yeah. I mean it's open air venues yeah. you look at the, for instance Pitodre what's it hold Rob 18 best part of 20 yeah. Yep. 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 you could get 4,000 3,000 4,000 sure. fans yep. in there socially distanced then you go to Ibrox and Celtic Park and everybody else it could it could it could happen, but I just don't see it happening. Come on, Paul, like when you're fired no, up, give listen, us some. We want to look after the frontline services, of course we do. We want to do the right things, but don't underestimate these the cold, long winter nights. People would love to be going to football outside. Come after the restrictions up to whenever it is they finish. Yeah. Come on, let's get back out again for the mental health of people. The clubs are investing in this, but there's no money coming in in the private sector. There's no money. There's no bailout for the for the clubs. Um, it's not an endless pot of money for governments. We know that, but trust the football and engage now with the football authorities. I think that's what I would say. Let's get meaningful engagement. And well done, Aberdeen. The other clubs need to come forward now and put some pressure on as well. Caroline is on the line now from Shettleston. Is, is that the end, is that the end of your little run? I love yeah. that. Okay. <laughs> Caroline, good evening. Hello. Hi, Caroline. Hi, Hi, Hi how Caroline. Mu- how much are you looking forward to getting back to football? Oh, so much. <laughs> so, so much. Can't wait to get back. Yeah. And I think, and you think your team still have uh, missed the fans maybe more than, than others? Definitely. I think they bounce off the fans, yep. especially the Green Brigade. Major, what would you say to the players, Caroline? Maybe some listening, many at the club do listen. What would you say to them just now? You're on to speak about Neil Lennon. But what would you say if you knew that the players were listening? What what would you what would you want to say? Just that they need to come together more as a unit rather than just each for their own. Seems like with some of them anyway. Some of them have got more drive than others as well. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, that's the problem, isn't it? A lot of them are just doing their own thing, and mm. and and you 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 just constantly make the comparisons across Glasgow. Uh, Rangers look just like a unit. They're they're, and he makes changes. He brings players in. He takes players out, and the song remains the same. Uh, whatever the chopping and changing Neil Lennon does, Caroline, it just it just is not adding up to a, a, a high quality team performance at the moment. No, they just seem to be switching. So, Caroline, yeah. Uh, I agree with, with Caroline. I think there's some players that are showing um, a bigger appetite than others, mm-hmm. and that is the difference. Callum McGregor. Yep, I feel sorry for him. I feel mm-hmm. sorry for even Scott Brown at that. Uh, Christie still. Yep, and yep. Christie. They, they, they're they're giving Sal, yeah. their all. Uh, I, I'm not saying that players don't go out and give it all, but I, I just think it means more to guys, more guys than others. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's when it's it's up to other players in that dressing room who knows who know what it means to get round about them and make sure they, they start doing the correct thing. That's the difference. Rob made a, a good point there. That's the difference between the two teams just now. Rangers collectively, yep. as a group, are working together. Celtic ain't doing that. Caroline, what would you say? I know you want to speak about Neil Lennon, so what would you say to Neil Lennon? Um, it was just on yesterday's performance, really. Um, I think they're best suited when they're playing three-five-two, personally. Um, and I've heard a few people saying it as well. But just for the partnership with Eddie and Lee, I think they're best part. They're the best partnership we've got, and they both play off each other so well. I think. Yeah, I agree. I, I think yeah, I think three-five-two is their best best formation. Not just on the ball, but defensively. I, again, I'll, I'll go back to last night, how easy it was for Sparta Prague to play it, play it for the back. But when you've got two up, look at Celtic's two centre-backs when the ball got played to them. Their two centre-forwards on them straight away. They didn't get a minute. End up having to dribble or kick the ball at the pitch. Whereas when Sparta Prague play it, when Celtic play one up front, because Edward isn't the one that will go and chase across the back four, easy for them to step into midfield. That number 10, as I've said, I don't get what they do because just now Celtic can't dominate the ball. You play a number 10 when you're dominating the ball and you've got two midfielders who want to get on the half turn and play the ball through them. See, I can't do that just now. Tell me a top team that plays with a, a number 10. You know, you think of the, the top 10 and uh, number 10 in the world, Ozil, can I get a game? Because he doesn't do enough off the ball. And that for me is what a number 10 is. A number 10 is there for when you dominate the ball. Off the ball, which you need to be good at now, as I've said in Europe, I, I don't think you can play with a number 10. So is the game that, changing now then? Yeah. Because there have been great number 10s over the years. But yeah, they're all changed. I, I think you can get away with at home to your Ross Counties and your but, but away no. against top teams. I think you need yeah. to be so good off the ball. Yeah. And I don't think you get that with playing at playing a number uh, ten. Yeah. I think in an ideal world, what Caroline's just said, and I think every Celtic fan would probably agree ninety nine point nine percent is that is their favoured two up front. Mm-hmm. But the problem that Neil Lennon's got is he can't get Lee yeah. fit. Right at the moment it's not happening. Yep. So so what Celtic can do at the moment is sort it out defensively. We've, we've been saying it from the, the top of the show at five o'clock, uh, sort it out defensively, make Celtic difficult to beat. It, it's it's like Stevie Clark in Scotland. Mm. It's the first step down the road that you want to Eight go. Point. And it's and it's get it sorted. Don't concede. You can see four goals. I mean, Odson Edward could have had a hat trick last night. Celtic still lose, mm-hmm. so you know yep. it doesn't. The missed chance for him doesn't matter alongside the shoddy defending. That Celtic just just if that continues, they're gone. But that's why I'm so surprised, Rob. That was his forty in his first spell. Was being hard to beat. Would you not? Would you agree with yeah, that? Yeah, of course. Yep. And and I don't know why he's went away from that because it worked. His teams were horrible to play against. They were in your face. You didn't get a minute on the ball. And, and now when I look at it, it's a complete opposite. Opposite. I never thought I'd see a Neil Lennon team with guys sitting two and three yards off people, no getting tight to people. I didn't see them tackling anymore. 
You know, that, that doesn't seem like a Neil Lennon type to me. Yeah. I, I, Rob made a great point about Scotland. Barry made a great point. Celtic need to go back to being hard to beat. Yeah. All right, the fact it might not be the most mm-hmm. pleasing on the eye to watch, but in, in this season yeah. especially, think, it's about winning games. I, see, I think if you ask any Celtic fan, I, I don't think they would care how they play. Yeah, as no. long as they start winning games yep. and Good. not conceding goals, and that's where you've got to start. You, you've got to... You've got to tighten it up at the back. That's the first process, and then things will start moving um, forward from there. And at the, at the moment, yeah. you just, you know, Caroline, you just, you just can't see Celtic getting into the situation in in which they got into last night, where Rodson Edward goes up the pitch mm. and scores, and you think, right, okay, yep. hold mm. it, one Game nil, on. right, one nil. Let, let's let's settle for a one nil mm. win here. At the moment, you just can't see Celtic doing that, Caroline. No, definitely, yep. no, definitely Caroline. They need to like. I don't know. Is that sort yep. at the back and then keep the same formation, same players that all played together and all have the same drive, or other players that can lift players that maybe don't have the drive anymore? What do you think is going to happen on Sunday? Hopefully I win. <laughs> Hopefully I win home to Ross County. <laughs> si, sorry, you were going to say? I think the three yep. at the back works better as well. I mean, yeah. when Ayer plays in a two, I like him in a three when he steps in but when you step in in a, in a two which he was doing last night say like a two went down Ayers stepping in I've seen him dribbling on the left wing a couple of times and, and as I've said and what what happens is all it takes is for him to lose the ball and it's a ball over the top and they're 1v1 and you, and you can't defend like that against good teams the, these days you cannot leave somebody 1v1 at the back and, and, and that's why for me three at the back and you go and say to your other you, you have Scott Brown sitting in front of them you go and say to the other six go, go and use attack and right, we'll I, I would rather just my defenders defend yeah. mm-hmm. it's a bonus if they can go and play yeah. but do you know what back defend first yeah. Right, yeah. right at this moment yeah. that's yeah. got to be the priority back defend first and yeah. then do you know what okay. when once we start keeping clean sheets then we can maybe start to go forward and start playing out but make sure you defend and don't concede I do think I do think Julian makes a difference I know it was four last night but it was two when they were chasing the game but in terms of the ball coming into the box I thought I, uh, Julian done well heading the ball d- yep. defending his box the first goal comes from him Julian sorry heading the ball yep. it falls to Cal McGregor to El Unusian scoring um, but I, I think again he works better in a three as well Thanks for the call, Caroline. Next up here in the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited, it's uh, Connor is on the line, a Rangers fan. Connor, good evening. Hi, guys. Hi, Hi Connor. Hi, Connor. So, what's in your mind tonight? I've been listening to all the points uh, this evening about Rangers and Celtic. Um, I just want to ask the lads. Uh, obviously, we've been no fun players in the past. No, I've, I, I'll need to stop you. I've not been. An, I've been a reserve player, but uh, on you go, mate. <laughs> Um, I just want to ask you, uh, go and put yourself, Simon, obviously I'll start with you, go and put yourself just now in that Celtic dressing room, what's your, ga- gauge your feelings, what what are you thinking at this moment in time? You're thinking that you need to do better, you know, you're thinking yep. that you've got the biggest prize in recent history to play for, and if you're going to lose it, lose it on giving it your own, you know, <laughs> playing at a tempo that you should be playing at, these guys are getting paid a lot of money. And there's a lot at stake here. Mm-hmm. Thousands and thousands of people are watching them and, and they could change their lives forever, you know. It, yeah. it means that much to the fans. And like I say, if you are going to lose it, lose it giving it your all. And then you could look at yourself after that if you say, OK, Rangers were better than us, you can hold your hands up. But to lose it on no tracking back, no following runners, no doing the basic side of the game, I think it'll love you for the rest of your life if you didn't go on and, I, and you lose it that way. And you're also very aware at the moment, I think, of the helplessness of the fans yeah. who can't be there. Yeah. You know, they normally mm-hmm. play such a massive part in, in, the, in the Celtic success story. Um, you can hear the, the pain... In Caroline's voice, there that, that she can't be there to to lend her support. The yeah. the passion she she feels for the club, how badly it's affecting her at the moment. Those those sort of things should be uppermost in the mm-hmm. players' minds yeah. at the moment. How much 
the Celtic family, if you like, care about the club and how, how much they want things to, to, to turn around. They don't want to be watching players um, not giving it absolutely everything. All right, Conan, your next question. Uh, yeah, just put the question over to Barry. If he okay. if he a current Rangers player just now, Barry, what's your what's your feelings just now? If I'm in the dressing room, do you know what? Stay focused. That that's what it's all about. I know there's a lot of noise going on. What's happening uh, across the the city at Celtic? Uh, listen, see as players, you do read things, you do watch things. The players all know, but do you know what? Have a quiet word in their ear and say, listen, it's, we've just got to concentrate on the most important thing, and that's continue the form that they've got just now. That that be as professional as possible. Um, another thing is, I would have the mindset as Celtic are only five points behind. Mm-hmm. I, I mentioned it earlier on, 11 points. I, I firmly believe that Celtic will win the two games in hand. And when they do, it comes down to five points, which is not a lot of points. So Rangers need to just stay focused, and that's all I would be. I'd be drilling it into the boys every single day. Connor? That's great. Thanks, lads. Cheers, Connor. Thanks thanks for the call. Connor calling the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. We're going to get the predictions for this weekend. Yes. It's not the league, of course. We've got the League Cup, the Betfred, but some great matches in there as well. What about a couple of the quick headlines this week that we gave you? I'm just laughing there. I was getting fired up there. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Yeah, you always are. Okay, we're going to take a break and then uh, it's uh, the final straight and what a weekend it is. Uh, Celtic uh, losing badly last night. Rangers drawing uh, against Benfica. Your calls are coming next. Okay. The Bull Radio Football Show. Stevie Lennon coming up next. We love the Friday night programme. As always, some great music uh, as we head home and as you get ready for the weekend. Thanks to Chris for keeping us up to date with the travel uh, all night here on the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. More calls coming in. Looking forward, though, to the weekend. It's the League Cup. Gary McAllister was speaking about it today. It would garnish loads of momentum. It was a disappointment on the day. We thought we played ever so well and very unlucky not to come away with the, with the trophy. The game at the weekend is massively important. You know, and the carrot that's been dangled in front is, is, a, is, a, is, a, is a slot in the, in the quarter-final. So, really looking forward to the game. You know, and, and it's also it's a lead in to the to next Thursday against Standalay. So, two big two big cup ties coming up for us, you know, but very, very important for the, for the progress of everybody here at the club. Obviously, he was thinking about uh, last year, Barry, when they dominated but uh, lost out to Celtic in the League Cup final. Yeah, there's, there's no doubt. I think if you ask anybody, Rangers were the better team. But at the end of the day, um, Celtic uh, won the game, 1-0. Um, and let's be honest, it was down to, I think, Fraser Foster was exceptional that day. Um, but that's the, the steely determination that Celtic had last season um, Rangers dominated but they just couldn't get that win so there's there's a different fire um, about Rangers this season um, you just heard what Gary McAllister said there um, it's an opportunity to get into the quarter final they just need to keep the same sort of attitude and mindset that they've done from the, the start of the season and I'm sure they'll take care of Falkirk I know there's going to be a lot of changes um, the manager's obviously going to give guys an opportunity to go and impress but it's up to these guys to go and show that they deserve to be part of the squad. So, well, Barry, be a full, do you think it'll be a full team of changes? 
I uh, think it'll be quite close to a full Maybe cha- yep. eight, yep. something yep. like that. Pat, will we Patterson maybe get a shot? Yeah, he's, he c- he can't play because oh, of the, the under twenty one. He's yeah, got another go again. A young kid maybe by a chance to play at the weekend, and yeah. he cannot play. Shame. Right, another two Falkirk boys, two Falkirk managers, Lee Miller, Dave McCracken, good guys. Mm-hmm. I, I we got bashed there four 0 twice last year. Uh, I'll not be a walk in the park, you know, especially nope. for guys that have not played for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Falkirk will be in their faces on that on that artificial surface so it's a tough one to go into when you've not played for a few weeks Barry, Rob and I want to ask you going into the break you were speaking to Sai about um, how you cope when your team isn't doing so well so if you're one of the old firm and it wasn't going so well what, what was it like? How did you help to change things with the players? It, it's, first and foremost it's not nice mm-hmm. when you're getting a lot of criticism listen, nobody likes criticism um, I, I suffered from it quite a lot myself but I, I tend to use it in a positive way Paul, um, to go and prove people wrong and when people say that I'm not on top of my game or maybe I'm getting a bit older I can't control a game of football well I, I kind of reverse that into a, a positive way and from my own personal point um, I trained even harder and worked on um, I'm a big believer in you never stop learning so I worked on a lot of things personally but also as a group I had to be a, a leader and, and try you, and lead a, from the front Were you a screamer and a shouter in those sort of situations? Yeah but certainly on the pitch not in, the dre- not, not in the dressing room but there, no, must was, have, there must have been some home truths coming out in, in, in the dressing room on the back of losing performances I've only got 12 <laughs> minutes left <laughs> um, yeah look in terms of when things are not going right there's a time and a place to, to let rip the manager would do that and then I would obviously do it as as a captain and so would the other, other senior players um, so there was time when I come in and I had a go, I had a pop at players. Um, but you've got to know, as I got older, I got to know. Choose your target. Yeah. Mm. Would you demand more off the players when you're going through a I was bad always patch? Demanding, always the same? I was always demanding. And uh, look, I think if you, you've inter- interviewed quite a few of the, my ex teammates and they will say that about me. But one thing about and I, I gave everything I would have done anything for mm. my, my teammates. They knew what I was like. I think they just blanked me half of the time. But. <laughs> That's just the way I was, and I, I try to. It just didn't get the best out of me. I try to get the best mm. out of. See, uncle. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's another one. Um, just back to the uh, previous regime. We signed a guy. I think he got yeah. twenty-eight or thirty odd caps for Czech Republic, and I had a pop at him for no tracking back and training. And I was a big believer. You've got to train the way you play. Mm. Um, you've got to give it everything in training, and that's you preparing yourself for the game on the, the Saturday. And I never tracked back. And I had a pop at him and. I get pulled by the manager and told not to, not to shout yeah. and not to have a go at him, which I found wow. astonishing when I was a young kid coming through. I get absolutely mm-hmm. uh, bombarded with not, I wouldn't say abuse, but guys making sure that I was bang on it every single time. It was a great, it was a great yeah. learning curve yeah. for me, and I took that into um, going forward as a, a footballer, and that that's a way. As I say, I felt I get the best out of myself and I get the best out of my, my teammates. But Rob mentioned a good thing there. You've got to choose that there's certain boys that you've got to put your arm round about and there's certain boys that can take a, a bit of a, a bashing and you learn that way with experience. We're the, we're the same in here yeah. as well, aren't we? <laughs> Indeed, yeah. yeah. I'm, going need, I'm going to need an arm round my shoulder after this. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> or maybe a hand round your throat. <laughs> but I, again, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with no. There's a time and a place for, of course, for yeah. letting it rip. And in terms How of. How else are you going to get better if you don't? Me and Sai speak out of this a lot. I'm a big believer in. I'm not for people getting half hearted to mm-hmm. train. And I don't care if you've got a big game coming up three days later, whether it's an old firm game and a big European game. 
got to be flying into tackles. Give it everything. Yeah, you've yep. got to give it everything. Because I, I feel, if you ain't, you're letting, you're, you're letting the, the side down. Right, here's Stefan on the line, a Rangers fan. Hi, Stefan. Oh, hi there. Yeah, good. On you go, what's your point? Oh, well, he's just talking about the Rangers game, I. Well, whatever you want. You're on the line, you're on the Go Radio Football Show <laughs> with OPC <laughs> Energy <right>. Limited. <laughs> choose, <laughs> choose your subject. Go for it. Oh, all yeah. right, right, no worries. Uh, I was I say, I was to the thing about the Benfica game. Um, no, um, I just mean the point that uh, I think a couple of fans probably not too hard with, you know, over games and only getting two points, but uh, I think if you remember back before before those two games against Benfica, like a lot of people were writing us off saying we were gonna go just get smashed like you know, they had spent a lot of money, you know, the a lot of good players for Tongue and from Spurs and that like, you know, they were good good players, like so I just wanna know buy and so I thought, you know, like, you know, when you put it in this perspective I think, you know, Rangers are actually done quite well. Yeah, I've got to agree with you. I, I take loads of positives out of, of both games. Rangers dominated um, quite large parts. I know the away game, Benfica went down to ten men. But say, I'll tell you, sometimes it's it's even harder to play against ten men. So if I'm the manager in that group of players, I'm taking loads of positives. Only negative would probably been losing two goal lead in both encounters. Um, but that's something that I'm sure they'll they'll go away and they'll, they'll speak about to see if they can improve. At these stages when Benfica do score the goals, it's probably the amount of effort and work rate that mm. Rangers are put into the game. That maybe a, a couple of tired legs, and maybe even the manager might think, "Well, maybe I could have." I thought he. Made... Made... I thought he was going to make a sub at two one. Did you? Yep, but but Benfica. We've spoke about it earlier on. The amount of money they've spent, a hundred million euros plus. Um, look. Rangers have, have come on leaps and bounds. Mm-hmm. Did, Ranger, did Rangers play the whole game with the, the same, same team? Same yeah, eleven? Yeah. That, that, I think that's a first. That doesn't happen very often. Does Stefan, like what did you think of? Did, were you surprised there was uh, no change? Yeah, I, I kind of was surprised by that because um, I sort of knew. I think both Rangers and Celtic with Europa League they have a lot of games to play. I thought you know people keep talking about the strength of our squad, so I thought I sort of thought there would be a change and um, probably just probably just a bit of fresh legs on, probably pressed them more, but. I think in the back of the, the manager's mind regarding the game against Benfica he's looking forward to the League Cup game on Sunday and he's thinking right that's starting 11 possibly I could rest that full starting 11 and put out um, guys to give them a, a chance on Sunday maybe that was behind his, his thinking no changing but he, he has changed in previous European games making one, two, maybe even three changes. I wasn't sure where Stefan was getting at about the negative going into the game because I, I didn't think there there was, you know, I think there was plenty of respect for Benfica obviously because of their European pedigree but but I think I think everyone was, I think Rangers were quietly confident they could do a job and, and they have done the job and, you know, they've come close to, to beating Benfica twice, mm-hmm. far less drawing with and them. And it wasn't like Benfica created a lot of chances. No. You know, they're too good. the second goal was... Yep. Tremendous football. Did yeah, you see the great football. That, I mean, that, sometimes you just yeah. hold your hands up and say that that's great football. And that, and that underlines what Rangers were up against. That underlines the quality of the result. Yeah, and I, I think you mentioned that they targeted a weakness. I think Barisic was really tired, and I think they were getting quite a lot of crosses in for his side. I, I thought he'd maybe replace Barisic with 15 minutes to go and put Bassi on because I think he's good defensively, mm-hmm. Bassi, mm-hmm. to try and get the two one. But like Barry says, Bassi will probably play the week play at the weekend, and that's why 
you stick with Barisic Stephen, thanks. Stefan, thanks very much for your call so Kemar Roof you saw another great goal Stephen Gerrard's been speaking about the player he's repeating training sessions now and he, he's available for games you know he's got no niggles or pains or uh, disruption to his training so and I think you can see signs that he's getting close to his best he, he looked dangerous throughout uh, he scored a fantastic goal and uh, we're really pleased with him at the moment I think now he's played quite a few on the spin I need to be uh, sensible with Kamar the weekend so we'll make that decision in the coming days but we need to keep him fit for the big games domestically because he's going to be a big help to the squad next domestic game it's Falkirk against Rangers we'll get the predictions in a second and Celtic against Ross County so there was a Zoom meeting this morning with the majority shareholder Dermot Desmond Chief Exec Peter Lowell and Neil Lennon so he was speaking about uh, obviously what happened yesterday and he was looking forward to Sunday's game it's not a question of players giving me a performance it's a question of you know sticking together all I want to see is uh, determination and, and the desire and the will to win we had a long chat after the game which was really productive I think I'm not saying it's going to be a turning point by any stretch of the imagination because I, I don't believe in that I just believe that they will um, find their consistency and their qualities really soon we have to now make real inroads and domestic duties we're starting a defence of the League Cup and um you know, we want to progress into the next round and take it from there. So, Sai, what do you think is going to happen this weekend? Barry and Rob, Celtic against Ross County. I think Celtic will beat them. As you say, I'm expecting a backlash for Celtic after that on Thursday. I think they got it last time that they kind of had that performance against Sparta Prague. They went to Motherwell and won 4-1. So I fully expect Celtic to go and, and, and beat Ross County comfortably. Rob? 3-0 Celtic. Barry? Yeah, three goals plus for Celtic. I think um, you'll get a reaction out of them. No slip up. Falkirk against Rangers, Rob. Um, I think Falkirk might be sticky opposition or not on a sticky pitch um, as well. But Rangers will Rangers will get there in the end. I think two 0 Yeah, I'm going to go three 0 Rangers. Three 0 Yep. Yeah, it'll be a difficult one because I, I I honestly believe that it will make a lot of changes. Um, but I still think with the the changes made, Rangers have got far too strong a, a squad. So. They'll take care of Falkirk. Let me pick out St Mirren against Aberdeen. Si, what do you reckon? Well, I'm going to go and draw that game. Aye, good. Yeah, yeah. St Mirren back but on it's it. got to be yeah. settled, doesn't it? Oh, has it? Has it got a penalty as an extra time? That's what he meant. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it does. <laughs> Aye, all right. Yeah. Okay, I'll go, I'll go Aberdeen, Aberdeen after extra time. I'll go okay. St Mirren. Uh-huh. Rob? Um, I'm going to go Aberdeen. They're, they're under strength at the moment, but mm. I think they'll have enough. Okay, Hibs Dundee. Oh, you can only go Hibs. Dundee yeah. struggled my big mate. Tough, Jazz is struggling just now, so... It's probably the last game that he needed, um, so I'm going to go Hibs. Mm-hmm. Hibs for me. I'm going to go. We surprised Dundee. Motherwell and Johnson. Oh, wow. Yeah. Can I just okay. say, how come, Rob? Just because they have to. Right. Just just because I think they desperately need a result. James McPake desperately needs something, okay. and I just think he might get it. Okay. Rob, Sai, Barry, thank you very much. Enjoy the weekend. Good luck with your matches. Yes. And is that uh, out of time? Yeah, that's Aww. it. We're right out of time. Stevie Lennon is coming after the news. Good Boom. night. The Bull Radio Football Show. Feel the heat of the game, the crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on boiler servicing and maintenance, visit opc-ltd.uk. 